Hi, hello, and welcome. This is the Zonecast, where we interview emerging professionals, entrepreneurs, and academics. And uh, today we have with us on the show uh, Shireen Islam. She is the co-owner of uh, Code Ninjas Milton. Uh, hi, Shireen. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Suman. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm really pleased to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm also excited for this uh, particular interview and talk to you about your story and your background. Uh, can you share your professional and personal background? Uh, sure, um, uh, I'll start with, uh, yeah. Basically, I, am, uh, I have a bachelor's in computer science. Uh, I started my career as a systems engineer in NCR in Pakistan, actually in the 90s, and moved to Canada soon after, uh, worked in a local Canadian company as a software developer. This was then acquired by Teradata Corporation. I was then a development manager leading a team developing software. Uh, last 10 years, I was with Royal Bank of Canada in their technology and operations department as a senior manager. Uh, I was very fortunate to successfully deliver some key technology projects there. So as you can see with so many years of developing technology solutions in like various capacities, um, I finally decided that it was time to follow my calling as an entrepreneur and opened Code Ninjas Milton in last year, you know, 2020. Um, my decision to open a STEM-based learning really was made when I was searching for options for my son. Um, you know, he was a teenager a few years back and I was looking for uh, places where I could uh, take him, you know, with my background in technology, I wanted him to also get inspired. Uh, it was very hard to find. Amazingly, I, like, I looked uh, a lot of places and I couldn't find something, uh, you know, good uh, for inspiring kids, um, STEM-based learning among the youth. So I talked, you know, I basically told myself that uh, this is really the future of uh, technology, you know, is with our kids. And uh, our kids today are more a consumer of technology. And they're not really, um, you know, basically contributing enough, I felt. And that was my personal experience, actually. And, you know, I had basically, I had played games and I knew that developing a game can be so much fun too. So with my son, you know, working, finding places for him, I gradually realized that I have to actually, um, you know, basically do my part. And when I thought of becoming an entrepreneur, this just seemed like the right transition. Uh, basically an intersection of my personal, professional background just uh, kind of led me along this path and, um, you know, basically amplify coding and technology education opportunities for young children in my community. So mm -hmm. that's really, yeah, my story. Um, can you talk about the specific programs you offer at uh, Code Ninjas Milton and uh, how, how many students you've had uh, since inception? Okay, so Code Ninjas Milton, we are an education center. Uh, we are focused on teaching technology uh, to kids, um, basically using video game based approach. So students are uh, gaining problem solving, critical thinking, and STEM skills in a fun, safe, inspiring environment. Um, the reason we do it this way is we want it to be, uh, we want to engage the children. We offer programs for children from five to 14 years old. Uh, the program is very hands-on, self-paced. We encourage the kids to apply their knowledge step-by-step step at their own pace. So it's dropping after school, the kids are progressing at their own pace. Some can move along much faster. It's a belt system. 
so they can if they find it easy they can move to the next part much faster others will take their time so it's really building the fundamentals so um code ninjas is a global um you know kit coding franchise and the head office is in us um we are a locally basically owned small business and we decided to go with the code ninjas as a franchisee because of their video game based curriculum um the goal basically is to normalize coding so we want to make coding available to all the kids and make it very accessible so um they are already playing the games so might as well learn something so our motto is kids have fun and parents see results mm -hmm. so right yeah so we opened the center open the center um basically um in uh, april 2020 it's just been over a year uh, however due to covid we have uh, been following all the regulations and due to several lockdowns we have been closed during that time uh, we did offer the programs remotely uh, but our main program is in center and uh, since june 30th really we have been uh, operating at the capacity mandated by the government and we saw a very good response in our summer camps so keeping to our capacity limits we have been fully booked you know in summer camps which is very good yeah so now our back to school promotions are going and we hope to um have the same number of enrollments mm -hmm. that's uh, that's great so um your um center is located in uh, milton um so can you talk about you know why you chose milton and what do you like about uh, doing business in milton uh yes as a milton resident uh, i moved to milton uh, recently a few years back basically and uh, Uh, I opened the center because I saw there was a need for increased accessibility coding in the local community. Milton, um, I don't know if you know about it, but Milton is a very vibrant, growing community. Uh -huh. uh, we are just west of Toronto, um, and uh, there's a lot of focus from the town council as well. Uh, there's a recent announcement of Milton Education Village to promote STEM-based learning for all ages, and uh, you know, have future employment. in technology sector for our youth so um, i think that the whole direction is uh, very well basically places us in a very good position to contribute and there is a lot of awareness and support from local residents and because there was there wasn't enough available i think we are positioned very well to take advantage of this support from the uh, the milton council uh, we recently had our grand opening in august uh, it was much delayed Uh, since due to covid we did not really um you know we did we kind of delayed our celebrations to this august august 2020 and we had the mayor and several councillors come and support us uh, the whole community was there our parents have been amazing um you know the kids that have been coming they all came and that just showed what a great community milton is and i am so lucky to be part of this community and this whole growing awareness of why stem is so important for kids at an early age can be seen from the pictures of our grand opening basically i think we are positioned very well with the whole milton uh, moving towards more um, you know um, basically more towards future employment in technology sector for the youth i think we will be able to really help in that aspect mm -hmm. so previously you you were uh, uh, working for uh, rbc i think you mentioned um yes. so um any particular reason you chose to end that career 
and take this uh, uh, approach of starting your own business? Um, actually, I loved my previous job. Um, RVC is a great employer. I had uh, great teams. However, I think, you know, there comes a time in everyone's life and you just feel inspired. Um, you know, you want to change. Uh, you want to do something different that is more fulfilling and give more, you know, give back to the community in a meaningful way. So I think I reached that point and I felt, okay, what's going to be next in my life? So becoming an entrepreneur actually allowed me to take this, uh, I would say, better control of my life and time. It's uh, a lot of hard work, no doubt, and there are definitely a lot of challenges. However, it's very exciting and engaging in many ways. So I would say that, you know, it's just basically you need to just pursue what you love to do. And uh, you just, you know, having this ability to shape your vision means a lot. It meant a lot to me. Um, I And, you know, I have some great investment partners. They kind of, um, we all pull together and uh, they share the same vision. And we, you know, basically we've been able to create this space. We have a lot of like, technology like gadgets, uh, 3D printers, we have laptops, uh, we have programmable robots. I see the kids playing with them. And in fact, you can find me playing with them at the end of the day too. So I think being an entrepreneur actually um, has a lot to do with uh, basically following your, uh, you know, calling your drive, your passion really. And uh, it's not about what you were doing previously. I think that was great too, but uh, a change is good. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, uh, at some point, uh, you know, people want to, you know, jump the ship and, and uh, start their own things. So you know, I guess you had your, uh, your calling and you also live in Milton and now your uh, business is also in Milton. Um, so that's great. Um, so you mentioned that you have some investment partners. Did you raise money from friends and family or did you have an investment firm, uh, how did you fundraise? Uh, it's friends and family, actually. So um, we have uh, basically, it's family. We family, um, most of the family members who are already in technology fields and you know following their career path, they didn't want to leave it. They were happy there. Um, I wanted to have my own place and they were like willing to actually, um, you know, basically invest in my venture and really help me uh, because eventually I think it's everybody's now. Uh, as I mentioned, Sana Mirza is our, you know, she's my center director, uh, old family friend, and, uh, you know, she's just awesome with kids. So I think we just basically the whole thing just came together uh, between family and friends. I didn't really have to reach out. And uh, I think this franchise, Codinja franchise, uh, it was enough for me to just uh, not look outside, just within family and friends, be able to fulfill the dream. Mm-hmm. So doing business with family and friends can be risky. Um, did, did you take a particular approach? Uh, was it like a handshake deal or did you go about doing things uh, formally? Uh, any tips on that? I would say everything should be done formally. So um, within family and friends, you know, you don't want to ruin the relationship, relationships, right? So everything mm-hmm. is done formally. It is a business, you know. So you have family, you go for family picnics. That's a different thing. Uh, but you have the normal day-to-day business and you have to, uh, you know, you have to have major, uh, basically on major uh, aspects of running the business. So um, you have to have everyone's agreement on that. 
Now, coming with from a franchise perspective, there are you know uh, you know like basically there are some operating models that you have to follow or from the franchise um, head office, right? Mm -hmm. so yeah. Things easy uh, because then obviously there are very few things that you can really have to argue about. You know, so most of the things are pretty laid out. Everybody is very comfortable. Everybody is there on the um, you know on, in is everything is documented in writing. So it's basically. Uh, I think much easier approach, I would say, to work with family uh, if you have everything documented and do it formally, yeah? Yeah, no, absolutely, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to maintain the relationships and, you know, if, if things are in writing, there is no misunderstanding, you know, and it makes, uh, if there is, uh, let's say, a conflict, it makes it easy to, to uh, uh, navigate that and to resolve that. But if it's, you know, all verbal handshake and you're like, you know, there can be misunderstanding, people can forget what, what was discussed mm -hmm. and, you know, so it's always good to, you know, have a balance where you want a professional relationship while at the same time maintaining your uh, family relationships yes. and whatnot. So that's a great approach. So as you mentioned, uh, Courtney Jazz Milton is a franchise. So as a franchisee, do you see any advantages and disadvantages uh, for franchising? Um. Uh, in my opinion, I would say there are several key advantages to going with a franchise. Um, first and foremost is the brand recognition and a complete business operating model that you can use as a jump, you know, that can jumpstart a new owner. Uh -huh. um, for me to start something like uh, Code Ninja Center, you know, like I was working with RBC until January 2020 and then to uh, start Code Ninja right after would not have been possible if I did not have a uh, a complete business operating model, you know, which I could just follow uh, along, you know, and implement. So I think that that is really needed. Otherwise, it takes a much longer time. And the support of the franchiser, they provide the systems, tools, and ongoing support. Uh, you know, so every time we have an issue and, you know, with the whole year and a half, we have seen that there have been many instances where we have had to pivot. So um, things that we started, did not work we had to switch to online to remote learning to you know we had to have uh, a lot of the things that you know um, if you are using a going to start as a new owner a brick and mortar uh, center and all of a sudden you're faced with the with the situation that we were in uh, I think that support without that support we would not have been able to survive so I think going with the franchise that helped us because they already had some systems tools and so we could just call them and ask what what should we do, you know? Um, so basically we are in the business, you know, franchisees, they are in the business for themselves, but we are not alone. Um, you know, we are independently managing all the day-to-day -day operations of our local business. And we are working with uh, the franchisor to make it a success in our local market. So that's a key factor. And in my case also, um, the curriculum was also a major contributor to uh, the decision with going with a franchise base, because the curriculum was developed by child education experts. And uh, I would not like being, having a computer science background doesn't mean I can just write the curriculum which will be appealing to, um, you know, five to seven or 14 year olds, right? So having this curriculum that was developed by a child education expert, I could take it and it, it was great. I went through it, I went and I was like, okay, this is what I think will work. So having that come from the franchisor was a key factor in my decision. 
Um, there's also other support like vendor support for everything like branding, marketing, technology, you know, we can ask them that, okay, uh, how do we need, what do we need to buy? What's going to be required? All that is, uh, can be, you know, basically provided to us and uh, we, they can connect us to the vendors who would supply it. Um, one addition thing I want to mention is uh, the strong network among the other center owners. So we have, uh, uh, we have about 20 plus centers around Ontario that have opened in the last, uh, you know, basically two, three years. And basically we, have all, uh, we are all in similar stages of uh, opening the center in our own local market. However, they're all within Ontario. So a lot of common challenges, uh, common things that we work with and that support is, I, I cannot even, uh, you know, put a dollar value on that support. It is so valuable to us, you know, really, because every time I have a problem, I can just reach out to this network and say, hey guys, you know, how do you solve this, you know? And uh, there is this really strong, you know, like, network and they are so there's this willingness to help each other that I think you know is very very important because it, it can get very lonely as a new business owner believe me so every time you know I feel like okay I'm really kind of you know underwater now okay I need to find some help that's this network really is very helpful I want to talk about the branding a little bit the branding uh -huh. for Code Ninja I think a lot of people do ask me like the name I think the branding is very important uh, because uh, the branding kind of pulls people. And we wanted this to be like I went with Code Ninjas because I realized that uh, it's a very kid friendly space. And, you know, it makes coding look cool. Um, you know, it's not it's not very geeky. It's basically, you know, there's no prerequisite for having um, a very, very nerdy, geeky um, outlook, you know, basically to learning. It doesn't have to be dry and boring. So making it all colorful, uh, having terminologies like ninja for the students, sensei for code instructors, and dojo for a classroom. It just makes the kids basically love the whole thing. And the belts are all colored. There's a very visual way of teaching. So all of these marketing aspects were provided by the um, head office. Uh, that's very helpful, you know, because I, I saw that it does appeal to those kids, you know, because once they are in and they start liking the place, then it much, makes it much easy for us to teach them also, you know. Um, so I, I guess a lot of advantages in my case, I would say, uh, from the disadvantages perspective, uh, personally, uh, like there are no glaring disadvantages to franchising, um, you know, with my experience. The franchising code Nijas Milton allowed us to open like a wholesome community-based small business. Um, it's not for everyone, I would say. Yeah, it does require a lot of homework and research of the company you're franchising. You know, you have to be willing to uh, constantly learn, remain flexible, and adapt to the system of the whole franchise company umbrella. There are always new rules coming up, new things coming up, and there's always like you need to be up uh, up to date. You cannot just remain uh, stagnant. You know, you have to keep learning on uh, if things are changing within your franchise company umbrella, then you have to adapt to those rules as well. So there's this constant, basically, um, you know, uh, strive to stay abreast of what's happening out there among the other centers. There are also franchise costs associated 
like you know license acquisition operating income um, they can be compliance and other over has to consider as well uh, and there will be some constraints obviously because you have to limit your project offering to align to the head office policies so all of these basically should be considered you know and they should be part of the homework before acquiring a franchise now okay. in my case yeah, I think we've been lucky in my case, like with the coordinators, the system messages, and uh, they completely align with what uh, I had envisioned for coordinators, Milton. Um, and uh, it's been a win-win situation, yeah. That's, uh, that's great. D did you find that uh, the royalties or the uh, franchisee fees um, or any upfront fees, uh, you did, did you think they're, they're too high? or do you think they're reasonable? Uh, what do you think about that? So um, I think they are reasonable. Uh, and uh, there is uh, there is always a say, you know, so if they are going to change the system and if their fees is going to go up, even by 1%, there is always a debate that is allowed. There are regional offices. So within Canada, we have a regional uh, representatives, you know, who will hear our feedback. Um, and because this is global, so, you know, they, they do want to hear about these uh, plus marketing costs. So there is a local marketing that we do. However, there is head office marketing that we need to contribute to. So we have a say in, okay, if we are going to split some of our marketing budget to, um, you know, basically, <clears throat> sorry, contribute to the head office marketing, then we had do have a say on how that should be used, you know? So I'm glad that, um, you know, that there is a feedback loop. So even though there are, you know, there are costs associated, that feedback loops makes me uh, comfortable that, you know, they will be spent wisely and they are contributing to my growth as well. All right, that's, uh, that's great. Um, do you have any tips or suggestions for other people who might be planning to start their own, uh, own uh, business? Or franchise? Um, yeah, sure. Actually, um, well, my advice to new franchisee is um, uh, make sure you believe in the company that your franchising and your values are completely aligned. Um, very important, you know, because you are going to be the face of the franchise. So you have to speak on their behalf. If you don't believe it, then you will not be able to convey that to your clients. So um, there has to be passion, you know, in basically, so pick something that you are passionate about and go with that franchise. Uh, that will lead to your success. So like in my case, it was the um, desire to amplify the STEM-based learning in technology education uh, that fueled my you know, decision to actually go with Code Ninjas Milton. So um, you know, kind of that has helped me pick the right franchiser that will actually support me in that, right? Um, there are some things that a new franchisee should consider. So basically uh, be motivated and you know, be ready to work very hard. You have to be a self-starter. You have to have great communication and problem solving skills. Things will go wrong every day, but hey, you know what? Nothing is unsolvable, you know? So there has to be that willingness to take accountability and uh, do the research and do your homework uh, because you, know, you are going to own it and you are responsible. So um, have passion, have belief, and have belief in the franchise also that you are working with. You know, believe that what, uh, put, give your feedback to them, but also believe in their product, you know? 
So I think those are important things. Well, that's great. Well, thank you very much uh, for uh, sharing that. Those were uh, nice tips and uh, and it was nice chatting with you and speaking with you about, about Code Ninjas and your own personal background. So thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, it's a pleasure being here and speaking with you too. Absolutely. Um, so if people want to contact uh, Code Ninjas Milton, um, how can they how can they do that? Do you want to share any website or uh, email address where they can reach you? Yeah, so uh, we are located in Milton, Ontario. Um, you know, you can look up our address is 330 Bronte Street, uh, Unit 101. If you ever want to visit us, uh, you can go to our website, uh, www.codeninjas.com forward slash Milton dash on dash CA. Uh, or, you know, we are very active on the social media. So it's hashtag Code Ninjas Milton. So you'll be able to see all of our pictures of the summer camp. Everything is available there. So, yes. And, you know, we are always open um, weekdays, four to seven weekends, uh, 10 to 12 Saturdays. So if anybody is in the area and wants to drop by, we'd love to give you a tour. All right, perfect. Well, uh, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode and you get a chance to learn about Code Ninjas Milton and uh, franchising and uh, Shireen's uh, story. And if you definitely want to uh, learn more about Code Ninjas Milton, you can reach out, uh, visit your location or contact them and learn more. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Soncast and stay tuned for more episodes.